Welcome to the Upper Room Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm Pastor Carl McLaughlin from Calvary Pentecostal Church in Euless, Texas. We're located in Dallas-Fort Worth, where 8 million call DFW home. Whether you're tuning in to Sunday or Wednesday's message, we pray that you will find words of encouragement. It is our mission to provide a positive and encouraging voice in the midst of uncertainty. I pray that you will be blessed by today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to the Upper Room Podcast. This Sunday, we heard from Pastor McLaughlin, and he preached a message called Arise and Be Baptized. This was such an inspiring message, and we hope you're encouraged today. I want to turn your attention to Acts chapter 22, verse 12. Then a certain Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good testimony with all the Jews who dwelt there, came to me. This is the Apostle Paul rehearsing his testimony. And he stood to me and he said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at the same hour, I looked up at him. Then he said, the God of our fathers has chosen you that you should know his will. And that you should see the just one and hear the voice of his mouth. For you will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and what you've heard. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. I want to speak to you from just a few minutes on this simple subject, arise and be baptized. If you're here today and you have never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Today is the day to have all your sins washed away. The name of Jesus to be called over you in baptism and for you to come out of that watery grave in a brand new life, a new creature in Christ Jesus where old things are passed away and all things have become new. Can we clap our hands to the Lord and thank Him for the power of baptism. Thank Him for the power of Jesus' name, baptism. Some of you ex-drug addicts, you know what I'm talking about right now. When the name of Jesus Christ was called over you in baptism and God set you free and you walked out of that place and you've never been the same ever again. He set you free through the name. Through the name, that's what I'm talking about, Brother Gene. You remember the alcohol that had a strong hold on you, but the name of Jesus set you free. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You were on your way to hell. Some of you were in prison. Some of you were incarcerated. You got out. You were baptized in Jesus' name, and you were set free. And whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Can we clap our hands and give the Lord praise today for His goodness? I feel like somebody's going to be free here today. You can have the Holy Ghost today. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, today is your day to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Amen. My subject today is arise and be baptized. You may be seated. In Paul, we see a changed position from a sinner to salvation. We see a changed power from darkness to light and we see a changed path from hell to heaven. When you repent of your sins, 
when you're baptized. And the only way to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, I can promise you this, you will leave being a sinner and you will become a saved individual where God sets you free. When you're baptized in Jesus' name and get the Holy Ghost and you speak in tongues and God fills you with the Spirit, you're going to go from darkness to light. That's the power of baptism. That's the power of Jesus' name. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. That's what the church is for. If you're looking for something deeper to be preached today, that's not going to happen. We're going to preach the name of Jesus high. We're going to preach baptism far and wide. This is the plan of salvation. This is the message for revival. And this is how the church remains in revival. In our sinfully dark, fallen nature, unpredictable and unredeemed, we desperately need to be changed. There comes a time when a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, a teenager gets tired of wandering around in blindness with no direction and some type of action is required. It isn't difficult. It isn't hard. You don't have to have everything in order. All you have to do is just get up from where you are. All you have to do is just rise up. He said, arise and be baptized. He didn't say you have to be perfect. He didn't say you have to be holy. He didn't say you have to have it all in order. All he said is just get up from your blindness. Get up from the depression. Get up from the sin. Get up from the pain and be baptized because when you get baptized, whoo, some of you need to remember when you were baptized. When you get baptized in the name of Jesus, he takes care of the pain. He takes care of the fear. He takes care of the anxiety. He takes care of the darkness. And you will walk out a free man or woman in the name of Jesus. Can we clap our hands today and give God praise? Somebody's getting up today. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Somebody's going to rise up out of where you've been and you're going to walk into a brand new life, a brand new power, and a brand new purpose. And it comes through being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. I'm looking out here and I'm telling you, it's, it's one thing to preach a message. It's one thing to, to see a message and to watch it come to pass visibly. When I look out here and I see Dylan, and when I look out here and I see Crystal, just a testimony, you know, Dylan was a backslider. Started, this is, this is God's sovereign power. When he was in a backslidden condition, gave him a woman who would fall in love with apostolic truth and didn't even know apostolic truth. Praise back through and on Mother's Day, Mother's Day, Crystal gets the baptism of the Holy Ghost and gets baptized in Jesus' name. Look what the Lord has done. Somebody rise up. Get out of where you are and let the Holy Ghost baptize you and set you free. I'm telling you, Dylan, the dreams that you had haven't died. The dreams that God put in your life, they're still there. God has given you a wife that y'all can live the dream together. Woo. When I look out and I see Jacob, Harmelio, and Darian, Jacob 
who was living on the streets of California. Jacob, who was living on the streets in a tent in California. But when he heard the truth and was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, God pulled him off of the street and put him in the church. And I don't know if some of you heard some of his testimonies on the youth choir tour, but there was one particular service where he just kind of started walking in the Holy Ghost. And I told him, I said, Jacob, you felt the Holy Ghost moving through you and giving you revelation. Yes, sir, I did. That's what baptism in the name of Jesus Christ does. It starts giving you revelation. It puts you with a woman who will fall in love with Jesus and you do the work of God together. Somebody rise up and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Can we clap our hands and give God praise? I'm looking at Noah, who got the Holy Ghost, was baptized in Jesus' name, and starts singing in the choir. That's what baptism does. That's what the Holy Ghost does. That's what power of the Holy Ghost will do in your life. Can we give Him praise right now? Some of you that remember, you ought to be giving God some praise right now. He brought you out. And there are people in this room right now that need the Holy Ghost. Today's your day to get the Holy Ghost. Today's your day to rise up and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Today's the day. Problems. And pain can initiate the movement forward. Often God's promise is couched in pain and difficulty. Paul's blindness becomes Paul's promise. And Acts chapter 7 verse 17 says, But when the time of the promise drew nigh, <clears throat> which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and they multiplied in Egypt. Till another king arose, which knew not Joseph. The same dealt subtly with our kindred, and evil entreated our fathers, so that they cast out their young children to the end that they might not live. You understand that's the enemy's plan, that you don't make it out, that you don't stay alive. In which time Moses was born. I want to ask a question today. What is God bringing forth in your life through pain and through trial? For those of you that are negative in your thinking and perhaps you're pessimistic, just because pain, trial, and problems are happening doesn't mean that bad outcomes are going to cover your life. It could be that the pain is going to a promise. It could be that the trial is going to a testimony. It could be that God is letting you go through Egypt so that you can get into your promised land. It could be that God is bringing you out through your pain. So don't curse the pain. The pain is what's saying, I can't stay there anymore. I refuse to lay on my back. I've got to rise up and get out of this. And I'm going to go and I'm going to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Somebody get up out of that trial. Get up out of that pain and get up out of that dilemma today. Yes, yes, Lord. Life and people have a way of pushing us to the breaking point. Evil, <clears throat> murdering of the children, the Hebrews, no hope, but Moses was born. I have a question. Where was Moses placed 
Where was he placed to bring deliverance for an entire nation? In the water. Could it be that God is wanting you to go through the water in the name of Jesus so that not only you're delivered, but maybe your whole family will be delivered? Not just your family delivered, but your relatives be delivered. Could it be that God wants to start with you right now? And if you'll get up, they'll get up. But you got to make up your mind, I'm going through the water. I'm not going to let hell destroy me. I'm not going to let sin keep me from my promise. I'm going to get up again. I'm going to get up again. And if I've got to go through the water, I'll go through the water. What greater testimony that you get on the phone and you call your family and say, Hey, Grandma, guess what? I got baptized in the name of Jesus today. You say, well, can that really make an impact in my grandmother's life? Let me just tell you a story. And many of you know my story. But I was baptized in the name of Jesus when I was 20 years of age, received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hit the fast forward button till I was in my, my 40s. My grandmother came here to live with us. Many of you witnessed this happening on a Sunday morning. We had Bible study after Bible study after Bible study after Bible study. I arose, and, 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 and if I defined and described everything that I rose up out of, it would blow your mind. But all it took on February 23rd, 1989, on that Thursday night, was Carl McLaughlin, just, just get up. Just arise. Just get out of that place and get into that water. Because if you can ever be born again of water and spirit, things are going to happen in your life that are indescribable. But you've got to get up. You've got to get out of that situation. You've got to say no to some things. Some of you need to close the door to yesterday. Some of you want to come in and leave the door open so you can go back when you get bored the things of God. You don't get bored with the things of God. It doesn't get boring in the church. God has so much for you. There's so much purpose and power and calling. There's so many good things. But you've got to leave yesterday. You've got to close the door to false doctrine. You've got to close the door to dead church. You've got to close the door to yesterday. And get out of that situation and come into God's power. Anybody want to rise up? Anybody want to come out of the hell house, J.C.? Anybody want to come out, Callie? Somebody rise up. Somebody rise up. The water's ready. The water's ready. God is ready to wash sins away. And she called his name Moses. And she said, because I drew him out of water, God saddled Moses with a 430-year prophecy. And its fulfillment hinged on rising to the momentous occasion of freedom from many gods to serve and proclaim one God. <clears throat> Plagued into his promise, Israel arose and marched out of Egypt. Through the water, Moses is delivered from the deadly dangers of the Nile. Pharaoh is defeated and the Hebrews are set free. I cannot describe to you how many powerful things will happen when you go into the water in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me repeat it again. And they did this in the name of Yahweh. She puts him there. In the name of one God, Moses' mom. He's in the water and it was through the water that he's delivered from the deadly dangers of the Nile. Pharaoh is defeated through the water. 
and an entire nation walks out of Egypt and into a promised land all because one man by the name of Moses was willing to go through the water. According to educator Devon Sanders, there were dangerous physical effects of the Nile River. Somebody said, well, what's, what's the issue with the Nile River when, when Moses was, was put there? One danger faced by ancient Egyptians near the Nile was the possibility of contracting waterborne disease called snail fever. Snail fever was caused by contact with flatworm infested waters. Malaria is another parasitic infection carried by mosquitoes dwelling in the river's habitat. And evidence for the illness that was found even in the entombed mummies such as King Tut. Other hazards included venomous snakes in the Nile River. And yet at three months of age Moses is put in the water. But it was in the water that that one God named Yahweh made sure nothing is going to touch Moses. He's going to come out of anything and everything's going to be left in the water. Because I've got a plan for his life. How many things tried to kill you but you went into the water? And when you came through the water, in the name of Jesus, alcohol, Budweiser, Marlboro Light, cocaine, ecstasy, marijuana, come on somebody, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, scotch, whatever it is, it could not touch you when you came out of the water. And I'm telling somebody today, it's your day. God's going to set you free. Things have tried to kill you, but when you come through the water in Jesus' name, it's left in the water, and you come out a brand new creature in Christ Jesus. Can we clap our hands and give Him praise? Somebody rise up and be baptized. Somebody get the Holy Ghost in this place today. Exodus chapter 10 verse 19 said, And the Lord turned a mighty strong west wind, which took away the locust and cast them into the Red Sea, the water. And remained, there remained not one locust in all of the coast of Egypt. Don't complain about God's wind. It might be removing the locust from your life. Locusts damage and eat away the harvest. Notice where God put them in the water. The Red Sea is a type of baptism where sin that eats away your life is removed so that your harvest is not going to be consumed. Some of you that have never been born again of water and spirit, you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Perhaps you've never been baptized in Jesus' name and life is hopeless and everything is just being, it's deteriorating around you. And you say, when is all of this going to stop? I'll tell you firsthand. February 23rd, 1989, God put the harvest eaters under the water and my life has been blessed since then I'm just telling you right now God could be sending a wind into your life to take away the little issues that are troubling you to take away the pain that's bothering you and all of a sudden you're set free because you made up your mind God's wind and God's water the wind is the spirit the water is baptism and when you're baptized in water and spirit God takes care of the locusts God takes care of the irritants God takes care of the things that want to eat up your harvest. Get ready, Calvary Pentecostal Church. Our greatest days are yet to come. Let's go through the water.
Let's get the Holy Ghost all over again. <laughs> Exodus 15, 4, Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains are also drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank to the bottom as like a stone. Baptism. Baptism addresses the locusts of life. Baptism addresses the pharaohs of life. Baptism addresses the captains that ruled over us. Israel, hear me, hear me now. Israel did not go back to the Red Sea and try to dig up Pharaoh and dig up the captains and beg for them to rule over them again. Corey, what did God set you free from? One or two things. Jacob, what did he set you free from? Albert, what did he set you free from? Alcohol. Okay, so alcohol. When Albert went through the water, you know what stayed under the water? Alcohol. Wouldn't it be crazy if we looked at Albert and all of a sudden after all these years of freedom and deliverance, he's going back underneath the water and trying to dig up alcohol again? When you don't get a power greater than alcohol, that's what you do. But when you have a power greater than alcohol, there's nothing to go back to. Why in the world would I go back there when I've got all of this? Come on, when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, there's nothing to go back to. You don't want to go back and dig up alcohol. You don't want to go back and dig up sin. You don't want to go back and dig up depression. You don't want to go back and dig up anxiety. God has set us free. What about it? What about it? Anybody, anybody fight suicide before you got the Holy Ghost? Anybody? Anybody fight depression? Hmm? Anybody fight anxiety? It's one of the leading causes of, of, of teen um, self-harm and suicidal tendencies today. Anxiety and depression. You fight that? Wouldn't it be crazy if you walked in every time and said, I just came to get more anxiety? Hey, Pastor. Can I go back there when you baptize people? I just want to look in there and see if I can get some more anxiety out of there. Uh-uh. You left it in there. When you repented, you turned from that. You said it's not having any more control over me. Pharaoh, you're going to drown. Pharaoh, you're going down. Pharaoh, captains of Pharaoh, you're going under the water and I'm not going back to get you. I've been set free and I refuse to go back to that old lifestyle. You don't have to go back to depression. You don't have to go back to a hopeless life. You don't have to go back to fear when you leave this building. God will set you free. Can we clap our hands right now? Church, I want you to pull with me. I need you to pull in the Holy Ghost right now. This preacher's making a pull and I need a church to come along and pull with me. Well, we, need to, we need to get in sync here. When the preacher preaches, there's got to be a rhythm of the Holy Ghost. When you feel your pastor pulling, when you feel your pastor preaching, when you feel your pastor reaching out, there's got to be some pull back from the congregation. We've got to get in sync together. There are people here that are drowning. There are people here that are in Egypt. There are people here that are going through fear. There are people here that are in a case of anxiety. And we need to pull together. Sometimes one man can't pull them 
out of the quicksand. But when a whole church gets together and said, my God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, and you're not alone in what you're going through, but we're here to pull you up. We're here to pull you out. We're going to be with you when you go through the wilderness. We're going to be with you when you go through the water. We're going to be with you when you come out. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Some of you that God pulled out a false doctrine, you ought to be giving God praise in this place right now. Yes. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Musicians, if you want to come. My Lord, we need to have an 80th birthday every Sunday. <laughs> you can remain standing. <laughs> he said, Arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. That word call means to invoke, it literally means a formula. It means that when you baptize, because some people will tell you, well, it doesn't matter. A formula of baptism doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say over someone. That's not biblically the case. In fact, the Bible, biblical theology, tells us in James chapter 2, verse 7, that when you call on the name of the Lord, you literally invoke the name. It means to place a name on one or to speak a name or to pronounce a name. To invoke is to call the name. There was one name. I want to show you something here. There's only one way to be baptized, and that is in the name of Jesus Christ. It's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The term, when it said arise and be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord, Lord is curios. It is often used in the New Testament uh, of Yahweh or God. The sense of curios passes from the Old Testament Yahweh to the New Testament Jesus. They were not two distinct persons. They were one God. In the Old Testament, he's Yahweh. In the New Testament, he takes on the full name of Jesus. We're talking about one person. We're talking about one in the Godhead. And we're talking about one name that describes this one God. And his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. When you speak the name of Jesus, you're speaking the fullness of the Godhead. The term curios, I think we have a slide. I think we have a slide. The term curios is used in the New Testament of Jesus of Nazareth. It occurs as a title for him in all books except Titus and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Normally, it is used of the risen Christ. It's used in, Christ, in the Christian hymn uh, of Christ in Philippians chapter 2, verse 6 through 11, where it is the name that is above every name, the name Kyrios. It is applied to the exalted Jesus and gives the reason that he is entitled to the same adoration that Isaiah 45, 23 accords to Yahweh himself. And the reason that it does is because Jesus is Yahweh. He said, except you believe that I am, you shall surely die in your sins. <clears throat> Isaiah 45, 23, Yahweh was speaking, Jehovah was speaking, I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return. That unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And we know that that passage was taken in Philippians chapter 2, verses 6 through 11 and spoken of Jesus. And this is not... A Pentecostal perspective. This is actually right out of the exegetical dictionary of the New Testament. And so 
the scripture says, and now why tarriest? Why would you wait is what he's saying. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins calling on the name of the Lord. One name for the Lord. His name is Jesus. And when you speak Jesus, it encompasses all of Yahweh of the Old Testament. Embodied in Jesus in the New Testament. That's how sins are washed away. That's how Pharaoh has no hold on me anymore. I've got Jesus on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Jesus on the inside. Working on the outside. Oh, what a change. What a change. To put a name upon. To surname. This is what to call on the name of the Lord. To invoke. The name of one is named upon someone else. This is according to Thayer's Greek lexicon. He is called by his name or to be declared dedicated to the name. This is why we baptize in the name of Jesus. To call upon or to invoke. To call upon by pronouncing the name Jehovah in Genesis 4, 26. In James 2, 7, the word called is translated invoked. The amplified version states the name of Jesus that was invoked by baptism. And this is what the amplified version says in James chapter 2, verse 7. Is it not they who slander and blaspheme that precious name by which you are distinguished and called? The name of Christ invoked in baptism. Now you know if you were ever baptized in the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but then you got the revelation of Jesus' name, baptism, and then you were baptized in the name of Jesus, for those of you that that happened to, you know there was a distinct, significant difference. I can tell you firsthand, when the name Father, Son, and Holy Ghost was called over me, all three of my children, plug your ears right now. They're older now and I can see this stuff. I was smoking a pack of Marlboro Lights a day. I have Marlboro Lights stuck under the seat of that Buick vehicle. I walked out of being baptized in the titles, pulled the Marlboro Lights out, fired up a cigarette and kept on going thinking I was saved. But when I got into the Pentecostal church and I got, had the name, and my friend said this, this is what my friend said, he said, you watch, Carl McLaughlin's gonna get in that church in six months, he's gonna be out with us here again. He said, he will not make it and he will not last. Because I'd been through a drug rehabilitation center. I had given my life to Christ. I accepted the Lord as my personal savior. I shook the preacher's hand. I had been baptized. I did all of that. Now I'm just telling you my personal life story. I did all of that. And I went straight back to the world, straight back to the world. But on that February 23rd, 1989, when I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, I am telling you the shackles were broken. I never to this day, a cigarette has not touched this mouth. Nicotine has not been drawn into the these lungs, uh, nothing has affected this mind uh, because the power of Jesus' name, baptism, will set you free. You'll come out of Egypt. Pharaoh is gone and you are set free. You got to make up your mind and not go back to the water and pull those cigarettes up again. 
You need to get rid of those cigarettes. You need to get rid of that nicotine spirit out of your life today. Come on, we're going to set you free. Come on, church. It's deliverance time here. We were all playing softball at a softball tournament. Blake, John Michael, Rex, myself, Seth was here during that stretch of time. We went over and it just started pouring down rain. Pouring down rain. So we run into the Jeep. We sat in my Jeep for an hour and a half. He had a question about scripture. I did my best to provide an answer. He said, he said, Pastor McLaughlin, he said, it's taken me a year to bring all of that in and to finally see the revelation and obey that. And this is what he said. Thank you for listening to me that day in your Jeep and sharing Jesus Christ with me. I told you then, and I still feel the same. I have never felt more welcome and loved and never seen so many people love the Lord like I did when I was at y'all's church. Everyone impacted me so much. Sorry for texting a lot, just really excited. Woo! Woo! Hallelujah! That's what it's about! That's what the ministry is about! That's what revival is all about. God, give us more Seths. God, let us go get more Seths. God, lead us. And maybe some of you are here today like, just like Seth. And you need to arise and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want us to lift our hands together today. And I want to invite you to come to this altar. If you're ready, if you're ready for God to set you free. If you're ready for God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Caden, you ready? Let's do it, man. Let's do it together. Let's do it, Caden. Today's your day. Let's lift our hands together all over this place. Some altar workers, <coughs> preachers, ministers, <coughs> those that work the altars. Would you come and help? If you're seeking the Holy Ghost, you're going to have to be praying out loud to receive the Holy Ghost. So I want you to begin practicing praying out loud. Let your voice speak out. And as your voice is speaking out, the Holy Ghost is going to come in your heart. And you're going to speak out. And you're going to speak in other tongues. God's going to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Today is your day. Let's lift our hands together, church. Let's lift our hands together right now.
your mercy has saved my soul. Your freedom is all I know.
Oh, my name. I'm ready. 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 I'm
break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of that. Say I needed, I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. Chains break. Chains break at the Say I'm living in the light now. 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 Yes, Lord. I'm living in the light now. 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 Lord, out of the darkness, out of the darkness, into your glorious day, you call my name. Oh, my God. 
Seth, Seth's watching online right now. He sent in, Aaron Frederick sent this message to me. Seth said, praise Jesus, love and miss y'all. Can't wait to see all of you again soon. Baptized in Jesus' name. Hey, doesn't have to be here. So, so, so one, of the things, one of the things that Tom Rainer said about church going into the future is get ready now, not that we're promoting this. Okay, so all of you from Calvary family that still haven't come back from the pandemic, you need to come back home and get into the house of God. Get to church. You're going to Walmart, you're going to Target, you're going to Galveston Fishing, you're going to do all those things. Come to church. But for those, of, those who are not Calvary family, and they may be watching online, Tom Rayner said, get ready for the future of the church, there will be an online-only church where people make up their minds from a distance to join a church online. I know that doesn't ring true with an older generation, but a younger generation, that makes sense to them. You say, well, this, that, and the other. Look, let the Lord handle all of that. If they want to watch, get baptized by preaching online, get the Holy Ghost, let it happen. Let it happen. However God wants to pour out revival, let it happen. But for those of you that belong to Calvary family, we love you so much. Come home. We miss you. Your place is here. Let's pray together, can we? Jesus, thank you so much for what you've done. Thank you, God of heaven, for your delivering power. Thank you for the work of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, God, for ministering to Seth ministering to the leadership at their church for allowing them to be open enough to explore doctrine and embrace the oneness of God and baptize in Jesus name thank you for impacting an entire church 
We're giving you honor and we're giving you praise right now, God. Thank you for everything you've done today, Master. If you're here today, you have visited with us. Perhaps you heard about Jesus' name, baptism, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking with other tongues, and you've read about this, but you would like to learn more. I wanna, I wanna point out three or four people that you can visit with that do teach Bible studies, and we would love to teach you a Bible study. Corey and Jaslyn, if you would, just raise your hands. They're teaching Bible studies every Wednesday. You can meet with them. You can meet with me, Danny Espino, Obi, John Michael. We've got a lot of people. Brother Bert is willing to teach a Bible study. There are people in this church that if you wanna know more about what was preached today and taught, on baptism and the infilling of the Holy Ghost, please let us know, and we would absolutely love to teach you a Bible study. God bless you. Thank you so much for being in the house of the Lord. You're dismissed today. Such an amazing word we heard today from Pastor McLaughlin. Hey, if you want to stay connected with the church and the podcast, do not forget to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Calvary Ulist. That's Calvary Ulist. Or visit our website at calvaryulist.org. That's calvaryulist.org. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you guys Friday on the Upper Room Podcast.